Hello people, once again this is Chaos in Order coming to you with another podcast. Um today we're talking about churches in the community. Um far as like them doing the service to the community or they being or they really a asset to the community. Remember? I agree. I agree with that. Um as we all know, Chicago had below zero And when I say below zero, I mean below 30, below 40 sub-freezing temperatures. And this is one thing that really stood out for us to do this podcast, although we were actually going to do a vlog um, of a specific area of homeless people that are predominantly or are primarily around the churches. So Still going to do that. Um, That was like a personal thing I want to do for myself as well, though. But now that we are you know, really getting into this, you know, podcast and making videos and vlogs and stuff. That was something that I really wanted to do. Um, now we can do that together. Um, now, quite personally, though, I've seen a lot within my particular hometown um, as well with that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure we see more within certain areas that we went to and traveled to. Right. I agree with that. Absolutely. Um I don't know if anyone has heard of or has been to California. Um, They have a whole place that's called Skid Row. And there are thousands, thousands of people that are down there. Um, Now, I'll be honest with you. When I was going to church as a child, we would go down there. We would go to the fellowship churches, you know, that were down there. They would have afternoon brunch and stuff like that never really seen them invite homeless people in um i know the church that my aunt was headed over was located in los angeles as well um she would pass out toys and things like that to the people of the community but not necessarily look out for the homeless though and and i think that's what's really the focus right now because of everything that is going on in the world um as we see a lot of people right now are misplaced and it's not by choice believe yeah some people it is by choice some people feel that living on the streets without responsibility is is the easiest thing for them some people even have you know veteran checks that come in and things like that so they have you know money but they just rather keep it to themselves and, and live on the street and not have to you know, pay bills. Some people consider it going off the grid. Um, But what really, really sparked this podcast, aside from the vlog that Chaos wanted to do, is in Chicago, 100 churches were reached out to to assist the homeless that were around them to at least have some type of openage so that these individuals were not sleeping in the snow. And only 13 churches responded. That is so sad. Like practically 87 that didn't respond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's always... I always have a personal issue with that. Um, even... It's always like if 
it's okay if you know if you're able to provide for the church, but whenever you ask the church to provide, you know, for you know, like actually be an asset to the community, there are some who won't do it. That I mean, like they will turn their backs on the people who are really out here, really hurting and struggling. Yeah, we're not gonna mention Dr. Joel Olstein. Yeah, we, yeah, that's <laughs> another. Yeah, basically I'm, bullied. I'm, I mean, Twitter drug him as to why his mega church doors got open, but. Let's focus back on Chicago. But, but lo and behold, though, like, it's always that saying, though, like, you usually always hear the doors of church are open. Mm-hmm. But it's only open at certain times. And I, maybe in my own personal opinion, I feel like it's this. I feel like it is. It's like the doors of church are always open if you're able to give money. If you're not able to give, they're not going, the doors, they're closed. It's almost like you had to pay the missions fee or something. It's almost like a hotel. So it's like, you, you can't be here for free. But, um, yes, my father, he's a deacon, um, of the church. Um, at times he would go and, you know, provide food to like this little homeless, um, area uh, for people and stuff. Um, I know this because I was there with him as well. I was helping serving out as well. Um, just this one particular time and I just happened to ask him, I said like, I said, like, did you do that for the church? He said, no, I chose to do it for myself. He said, that's something I wanted to do. Um, that was, and I used to ask him, I said, like, what about all the, you know, the church itself, though? You know, you know, he never asked that question. So that's really one of the reasons why I really want to spark that whole vlog, because within that area, it was got, like, had, like, one little homeless sector, section right there. And if you like not too far, they probably like walking distance though, like there's a church on every corner. Every single corner. You mean to tell me that all these churches here and this one little homeless um center right here that had limited space for these people. And I wanted and it just had me wanting to do they provide any type of help. You know, and that was one of the reasons though I wanted to actually do this little blog myself though, so I can go and talk to these people who are out there downtrodden trying to figure out is help being being given to y'all. So um that would be within another video block video and you know and I will talk further on it. But the main issue is though which I stay on subject here is about the whole issue with Chicago and the whole situation up there. And it's it's troublesome. It really is in my in my opinion because I see all these folks out here who going through hard times, whatever, and there's hardly any help given. So the problem is, though, you know, like what's being done? Something got to be done. I agree. Um, I definitely, definitely give kudos out to the woman, the business owner, black business owner. She immediately, she, she didn't, she didn't think two beats about it. Like, oh my God, we're going to have sub freezing, you know, temperatures tonight. She immediately went into a hotel and purchased 20 rooms, put it on her credit card. Boom. Not a question about it. She told a few people about it. She didn't mean for it to go viral. She didn't want it to be, you know, something like that. She just wanted to see if she can get a few friends to help her out. Um, but she was able to secure 70 rooms for two nights for these people to have a warm bed 
and a shower. Um, they also provided, you know, small meals and things like that just to make sure they had something warm in their stomach as well. This one woman changed an entire narrative. This one woman opened her heart and opened her wallet without caring, without thought, and said, I can't let these people freeze out here. Because understand, minus 30, minus 40 degrees, that is sub-freezing temperature. That, they could go to sleep and not wake up. And in all honesty, there are probably some people that were there that went to sleep on the ground in those temperatures and did not wake up. And the crazy part about it is it was a call to action of the churches in the community to assist and only 13 of them were willing to help their people. That is the most disheartening shit ever. And I don't even say this lightly. I, I, I really don't. I don't say this lightly. That's so disheartening. And to know that you have a way to help and you just refuse to help, that's a problem. That is why there is such a stigma, such an issue with the churches of today, especially these mega churches. And realistically, even some of these mediocre churches, they're sending letters to the saints saying, hey, you haven't paid your tithes in this, this amount of time now. If you don't pay your dues, you don't pay your tithes, you can't come to the church no more. It's not what church was for. They wonder why so many people are leaving the church. They wonder why so many people are not willing to deal with them or aid them or help them with anything else. And when you do have those few good churches, I'm not going to tell a story. There are, and let me emphasize few, literally, that are willing to help the community are willing to make sure that the homeless are taken care of and their saints are taken care of. You have the church that raised, you know, all the money for their, you know, their saints to actually have money for their bills during the government shutdown. You know, you, you do have those churches that do truly care about their members. And that shows a lot. At the end of the day, they, they still lying to folks, but they at least trying to help. <laughs> I mean, they are at least trying to have some type of aid to make sure that these people are able to live their life. But they didn't release the names of the churches yet that um, did not open their doors. I believe they know that it it's going to be a very, very large spark and rally and possible protest when they do so. More than likely, but honestly, though, we got to keep in mind, though, what's the real, what's the real issue here? I mean, it's not, you just can't just look at the churches. We just can't look at, you know, what they're not doing as well, though, but also, like, what we as a people are doing. I agree. Um, yes, the church is po supposed to be there to provide that, that, you know, safeguard and that, you know, Stability and provide for the people and stuff like that and vice versa and uh, and you know, but the main issue is this right here. There's too many people out here living on the street. There's too many people out here going through hard times. You know who don't have anything. 
and what's being done to take care of it. I mean, we can look at the government as well in this instance too, because they have all this money though for these wars and you know, I'm not going to talk about this particular person. Well, yeah, I'm not going to talk about him anyway because, you know, he's, he's so worried about a wall when there's real issues out here that's going on in this country, though, but he worried about a damn wall. But let's not forget, churches are a government entity. They don't pay taxes. They don't. They really don't. But still got to remember that. They are still a part of the government. So when you speak for the government... That that blankets the churches yeah. not doing nothing. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, but as a whole, though, within the whole body as a whole, you know, I mean, yeah, it's it's to a point where we can't rely on it. You know, what can we as a people do? And we and this right now pretty much shows that we cannot rely on outside entities. We have, we have to be support. We have to come together as a people to handle this stuff for ourselves. Though, like, there's people out here who are struggling out here. I mean, our own people. You know, and if we are here as, especially like within the black community, though, we have to look out for our own. We can't expect them to do it. We can't expect churches and up in government officials to do it. I mean, you know, like you know, like there's more than just black, you know, black and white home. You know, more than just whites who are homeless out here. Though, but like, what can we do? I mean, and it angers me a lot though because I see this stuff going on and. And now I try to look at the look at the point though, like what can I do? What can I provide? Any type of in any type of thing that I can do to provide some type of help. That's what I want to see. I mean, I I want that. You know, what can I do? Because we can only speak for ourselves. Though, but as far as like, what can we do? So. Right, and I agree with that absolutely. Um, I'm gonna pull up a post that was pulled up, and I'm going to read a gentleman's comment. And I'm going to read a few of the comments afterwards and I'm going to read you my comment um, just in case you guys don't get it. But um, it was it was really interesting and it definitely changed a lot of people's perspective when that happened. Alrighty, so I'm not going to read their name, but this was their comment after hearing about the. 13 churches basically that we're going to help out of the hundred. He said, do not blame these churches. It's not their fault. So the poster stated, really, then whose fault is it? Some people <laughs> um, were like, oh, you're blind to the doctrines. <laughs> um, let me see. Somebody said, if you say so, you're terrible at your job. Uh, like, I don't know why they were coming for his job, but, um, and it says God can't save everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing, but because instead of everybody really trying to take the time to understand what this person said, they immediately start attacking it. You know, somebody was like to each is, you know, to each is their own. If you believe it, uh, <laughs> Um, why would you create people who you know would choose hell? It's like it's crazy. But I'm going I'm gonna read what his explanation was. And it was funny because he put the explanation right after um 
the initial comment. So I'm trying to figure out how people just kind of didn't get that. I don't know if they scrolled past it, if they weren't paying attention or what, but it was there. <laughs> I mean, see, problem is, so like a lot of people are like so quick to respond and like they usually neglect what the dude's true meaning behind it. Right. And they probably overlook what he put on there, like his meaning behind it, mm-hmm. just like you said. And it's, I mean, that's when you gotta, that's when Wilson had to step in because you have to realize, okay, let me take my take time and actually read, scroll through the stuff. But like they're too quick to look at everybody else comment and they fall and they follow. Suit. And they follow exactly. So, they just follow right behind the masses of downing this man. And you know what do you mean it's not their fault? And blah 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 blah. And it was crazy. Like they were really really trying to go in on this dude. And don't get me wrong. My first initial thought was. What the heck is wrong with him? Like, what the heck is he talking about? I said, but you know what? Let me try to understand from his perspective. So that's where I kind of started to dig in more just to see what he meant because I wanted clarity. So he stated, it's the dumbass people who still believing in this shit fault. The church has always been bullshit. You can't blame a special needs child for acting like a special needs child. That shit hit home. And I was like, okay, I get his point. I understand now. So I told him, um, I said, you know what? I was going to prejudge your comment, but I wanted clarification. And you gave that with the response about special needs child. And I agree with you. I'm not surprised at all. This is what they have been doing. Look at the hurricane victims who basically guilt trip Joel Olstein to open the church for misplaced victims. Twitter let him have it. The only reason the doors got opened is because he was downed on Twitter. You hit the nail on the head. It's like being upset at a tree for growing. Now, before you at me, <laughs> let me ha- make sure that you understand. It goes towards the exact same things that we were just talking about. This is something that they've been doing, period. When there's been blizzards and storms and floods and everything else, where were they? What doors were opened? You should never have to have the community come to reach out to you to say, hey, this is what we should do because these people don't have a place to sleep. Yes, as I stated, some people are homeless by choice. Some. A lot of people are homeless by misfortune. A lot of people are homeless because of things that went on with the government. Let's be honest about the situation. We don't have the best government. Period. Let's, I mean, let's call it a spade a spade. I mean, like, I mean, say, I mean, yeah, of course we don't. I mean, that was, history has proven that, period. I mean, you know, if anybody, though, who's a real history buff and they, you know, research on American history, like, they know for a fact this this whole thing was founded on bloodshed, you know, and all kind of deceit, whatever, though. But, like, that's not what we're talking about. But I just want to touch bases on that. But the thing is, though, we know this stuff. Mm-hmm. We look on, I mean, like, the main thing about it, though, is, like, oh, they, you know, we bring these people in, like, they may mess our church up and blah, 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 blah. I mean, who knows? They, they could be one of the instances, instances that they, they could have... Um, they, they could be, but 
the issue is though, if you are doing to provide a service though to your fellow man, that's all that matters. Who cares about whether or not, oh, it, it may mess the church up or whatever, or you know, that it, no, I don't it don't matter. You're doing a service. Even though it says in that Bible, you know, it, you know, you should, you know, show goodness to your fellow man like that. That's your fellow man right there. Mm-hmm. So, what's the point? I mean, I mean, what's the point of them not, you know, providing that service? I mean, now it got to the point where we're becoming selfish. It's, it's very, very selfish at this point, and in a second, it's very, very sickening to me. And I, and I haven't really. And let's be honest with you. I ain't really had been a, been to a church in about. I mean, you I seven know. million, so you probably ain't been to church yeah. since you know you were yeah. like eighteen. Yeah. yeah, but you predate Christianity. But anyway, um, Shit, you pre predate voodoo. Goddamn it. But anyway, you trying to get off such I talk trying to talk some shit. But anyway, I ain't trying to get into it right now because you know this you know that like the world oldest midget here, but um, we. Off subject anyway, thanks to you. But um it's um it's to the point where we can sit here and go on and on about religion and Christianity and churches and stuff like that though, but the real issue is though, what's the main importance? Are they providing service or they're just here to get service and, and not provide it? But um if you look on TV, you see all these televangelists and all these people, you know, like, you know, Crumpto Dollar. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, exactly. I mean, you got a man who asked him for $65 million or so for a plane that was, I'm not really sure what happened to it on his, his jet that happened last time, though, but. Ain't nothing happened to I that mean, jet. He wanted to upgrade. I mean, the thing is, though, like, if he asked for that much, what is he doing? For the church, I mean, and I've seen plenty of videos of former members talking about, you know, like there was, there was told not to go back to the church, and like they have to provide this and provide that. I'm like, this is crazy. But like he got like different churches though in different in different states. Mm-hmm. So, just like Tupac said, like you got churches that cover the whole damn block. He said, you know. There's homeless people out here. He said, "Why?" He said, "Why?" He said, "Why can't God let them stay there? Why you need a shan-? He said, "Why do?" He said, "Why do God need a shanty little so so I can talk to him?" <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, you know, I know I could probably you know like misquoted him though, but you get the point. You know, even then, Tupac was speaking on a, on a major point back then, which is prevalent now, which makes sense now. That's why they killed him. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's sad. It really is. Some gotta be done. In a lot of cases, though, I mean, something gotta be done about this. Because it made no sense to, for all these folks to be out here downtrodden and, and, and living out in, in that type of weather with no help. And there's people out here who know the stuff's going on, but they choose to turn their back on it. Mm-hmm. So, just sickening to me, it really is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, you know, there's definitely a call to action that, you know, needs to be done. And are we perfect? No, no, we're not. Have I helped out homeless and 
done community works and things like that? Yes. Yes, I have. So <laughs> before you at me, do understand <laughs> that I have done a lot of things um, in the community where I'm from, in the community to of uh, the city that I moved to. Not only have I done things for the homeless, but I've also, you know, done activist work for, you know, victims of domestic of domestic violence and women of children, you know, that have gone and left abusive relationships as well as women that have been victims of human tra trafficking. So before you at me, understand, <laughs> I have served my community, <laughs> you know, and I have done things and I'm still willing to serve my community. Of course, if I can get some help at this point, I'm, I'm just one person that I don't have an American Express card to just swipe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to get these people off the streets. But basically, point being is we have these churches, we have these mega churches that we are giving our last dollar to, you know, we having issues and, and we struggling and they're like, okay, well, pay your tithes, pay your offering and, you know, God will provide and everything will happen. Yeah, but then when he, right, well, you know, we'll pray for you and this, that and the other, but when them lights get cut off and you be like, okay, well, pastor, my lights are off. Well, God going to take care of it. Well, well I gave you, you know, that hundred dollars. <laughs> I needed to pay yeah. my light bill. And it irks me because like you got people though, who you got like older folks who've been there for years and they would give their last whatever to the church. But they know, oh, you know, this is my last. I'm going to get to the church, whatever though. I mean, like it's, I mean, it's taught that God will provide, that yeah, he will give it back to you 100-fold and plus. Just like I read this meme, it said, Pastor, let me ask you a question. How come whenever you need money, y'all come to us? Whenever we need money, y'all send us to God. And we keep y'all in your prayers. We pray for you. But, you know, understand, though, it's just one small, it's some small, though, but, you know, I mean, like, at least give something, though, to help. You know, I mean, like, you see, like, this one person, who, like, this one elderly grandmother, though, who's been there for years, though, and she, out of going, you know, like, she giving her last on, a, on every Sunday, and, they're, and like, they're not providing the service to them, to her. They know she's an elder. She know, they know she's a faithful member who's been providing for that church for years, and she haven't received not in, anything in return. Oh, well, I mean, touching on that, keep in mind about the lady that was a member of a church for 30 years, paid her tithes, paid her offering. They had, you know, everything that she had done for that church, the community works that she had did and put in everything. When she passed away, the family asked the church if they would host the funeral and they wanted to charge the family money to host the funeral. But this woman has been dedicated to your church, paying her tithes, paying her offering every Sunday and every Wednesday on Bible study and Tuesday night with outreach and Thursday night <laughs> with, you know, the deaconess board and everything else. She had been going to the church faithfully for 30 years. And when that woman passed away, sadly, she passed away of cancer. But when that woman passed away, her family turned to her church that she had been there for 30 years and asked if they could have her funeral there. They asked the family, not even, no, they didn't ask the family. They told the family what their fee was to hold services at the church. They needed to put down a deposit 
to bookmark the date and time that they wanted to have her funeral. What do you think about that? It's like a pyramid scheme. I mean, you know, it's all about money. If, if, and just like I said before, if you're not able to provide money, they will not do nothing for you. And I don't, like I said, though, you know, if my father hit this podcast, though, he may look at me funny. I mean, he, he may give me the sigh, but he know how I am. I am outspoken to come down to certain things like this. And I've talked to said pastor about this situation before because, he, you know, he act, you know, he, you know, he has me and has some words here and there, though. Maybe he don't like my views. Maybe he see a lot of my father because I am blunt, straight to the point. But one thing I noticed though, I, I if I see bullshit, I'm a, I know bullshit when I see it. And yo, know, with that being said though, it's like if you're not able to provide money, continue like continue like that money flow to them, they ain't gonna do nothing for you. So so when you get down to the point though, what's really important? So, you know, like doing like that goodwill towards your fellow man or the money provided. And I agree. I definitely agree with you. And yeah, you, you would definitely, you know, you would give you just out of pardon me too, but it is what it is. Um, but understand it. We're we're also not calling out every single church. Like I said, there are some churches that do do works within their community. There are churches that do help their, you know, their church members, and there are churches that do have a whole separate area where they can have people come and and camp out and sleep there and what they do is they have watchmen they have what's called watch night and i know about watch night because i've been a part of watch night where basically you have uh certain or primary saints of the church come and do what's called a a sleep and shut-in so basically if you have people and if it's going to be too cold or in some areas believe it or not too hot then they can come in you know and, and get a place to have rest they can have a place to have water have a place to wash up and use the bathroom and things like that we did a whole lot of cleaning you know in my church when i was little we did a whole lot of doggone cleaning especially when we would have those watch nights of course the watch nights was with the people of the community not necessarily homeless people but those people of the communities where the church was based it was drug infested i'm not going to tell you the story it was you know, so of course we had to, you know, make sure it wasn't nobody trying to, try to steal the microphones and any equipment and stuff like that and go pawn it. But again, that's why you have watch night. You have these watchmen that are there and, you know, you take turns. And it's all about literally serving the community. The church is supposed to be there to serve the community. The church is supposed to be there to give that hope in humanity, to lead the people down the right path is what they're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you told the government that you were going to do. You were going to rally the community. You were going to do this. You're going to do that. This is why you all are tax free. This is why the churches do not pay taxes. They are a government entity. In case anybody did not know that, the churches are a government entity. Do you know that it is easier to open up a church and get it funded before you can a business? Of course. I mean, you know that. I open up a business though. I mean, like they ain't really. I mean, you know, like what? I mean, what use is gonna? I mean, I mean, what use is it gonna be to them? As opposed to a church wise, though, what you're looking at. So you know, it's it's all about money, and you know, and I ask, and I used to ask questions. I say, like, do most of these pastors go to church? You know, like like basically like they go like to these pastoral colleges or schools, or whatever. Though, do they go there to learn how to be? Um. To learn like the 
learn the Bible and all the practices and how to conduct themselves as a pastor, or do they go there to learn how to scam people out of money? Do you understand that? I mean, that, that was one question that I really wanted to know. Yeah, but so. not every pastor goes to this pastoral college. This was something that was created in the late 2000s, in case nobody knew. Um, <laughs> this was not something that was always there. Because keep in mind, the original thought process around pastors and bishop and elders and deacons and deaconess were if you were chastened by God, if you were called by thy name, <laughs> you come and do the works of which you were called to do. Mm -hmm. People saying, okay, well, I want to go to church to be a pastor. That's not your calling, boo. But they'll allow people to do it. They'll allow them to go and, you know, get these certifications so that they can become a pastor. And at that point, this is when the church is turned and became that major government entity because now you have people that have certification and you can go to the government and say, Hey, I have this many ordained certified pastors, this many ordained certified bishops. Okay, cool. But even then though, like the whole, I mean, the whole thing with the bishop is like, that. don't like, I mean, and I overheard a conversation though that my father had and, you know, it's talking about some people who, who become bishops and, you know, and I mean, it's not like, that's, that's not something like you just go to school and entertain or whatever or stuff like that. Like I said, I wouldn't even know too much about it. I just overheard it. And for what my dad was saying, though, you know, like there's like a lot of people, though, who call themselves bishops who aren't supposed to be one. So, <laughs> I mean, so maybe, you know, and I see a lot of it and I see a lot of um stuff now. You know, I see how some people, though, you know, certain aspects about that, you know, is that I really try to, I really don't try to get into it as much as I used to because I kind of shied away from it. So I lost interest in it because um, when I was young, though, of course, I was raised into the church and stuff like that. You know, my father had us going to the church every Sunday. He sang on the choir. My sister sang song on the choir as well. And I did here and there, but, you know, I just felt like that wasn't for me. And it got to that point, and I realized, so, okay, is this really for me? I mean, if it's not as if though, like, it was like deep down within me, I knew that was not for me. And now that I'm seeing everything that's going on now, I, I got that confirmation that it wasn't for me. This whole situation, though, with the stuff in Chicago and a lot of these money hungry pastors and stuff like that you know it, it, it all falls in together and now I'm looking at it now that's not for me so people seem to get, get religion and spirit like religion and spirituality confused they think it, it, basically they think it's, it's the same which is not I mean and I tell people religion is a practice and spirituality is what you feel it's who you are I mean you, I mean, you know you are you are spirit, if, if you are a spiritual person that's what, that's what you that's who you are so, but even with this whole thing, with this situation down here in Chicago, with that weather being the way it is, so, you know, like that's, I mean, even Eskimos, though, who stay way out there in, in, in Alaska or whatever, though, like they know how to manage themselves to the point where they can, you know, 
keep myself warm throughout you know, throughout those crazy temperatures. They're they gonna climb inside yeah. one of them dang bears that they killed. So you know, you know, this is an igloo, man. <laughs> this ain't Star Wars though. You know, like how do Star. Oh no, they they actually I mean, do. If there's I, going I mean, to get sub temperatures, yeah. they actually some of the carcasses that they have yeah. of the animals they do clean them out and they do wrap up in them. Let let's not act like this yeah. don't happen. I, I understand <laughs> that though, but you know, like I mean, even still though, like there are some cases though. I mean, there are some. Spots in Alaska, though, where people actually stay just like in a small little spot, <coughs> and they would actually stay there, like a little, like a little. There are towns there, so yeah, there's towns, there's houses, there's there's all kind of stuff. Trust me, Alaska is not just this white plain of what they show you on TV. Alaska is so much more yeah, so, <laughs> than what but, they show you. Yeah, but you know, like there are, they are prepared to, to handle, handle temperatures like that, right? And that, like, and that's where they're born. So yeah. that's something that their body yeah. is accustomed. Too. And a lot and a lot of people though who who stay in Chicago, like their body is accustomed to those temperatures as well though. But even still though, like there are some though like they you know, like the people in Alaska like they can handle themselves there. But like these homeless people though, they don't have much. They don't have much, they don't have anything. They have nah, their tent. Nah. A lot of these people, their tents were destroyed. A lot of them, you know, were tore up and they didn't even have that. They lost everything. The the things that they did have, the things that they could try and take with them, they lost it. So, I mean, you are already looking at people who are down and out. And yeah, I understand. Yes, those people are from Chicago and they can possibly be used to that weather. But keep in mind, it's different. Alaska, it's like that year round. Mm -hmm. They have, I mean, shit, they have six months of darkness. Let's be real. You know, it's like that year round. I think the highest temperature, to my knowledge... The highest record-breaking temperature that has been in Alaska has been, what, 60, 65? These people are living in, like, sub-terrain, like, negative 30, negative 40. I just want you guys to understand, this is like you walk down the street and you're going to freeze type. This is you peek your head out the door for a matter of 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're going to have some, something on your face going to be chapped. You know, at that point, <laughs> you know, so many people were concerned of these homeless individuals losing their limbs, you know, losing blood circulation and things are like negative 30, negative anything is really concerning. But when you get to negative 30, negative 40, these are blistering temperatures. That is nothing to play with. Yeah, we can complain. Oh, it's 16 degrees today or oh, it's snowing today. The thing that I will say from now on, well, hell, it ain't negative 30. It ain't negative 40. No, because, you know, if anybody, though, who stay in Canada, like, they, I mean, there's some, I mean, I got a friend who I who I game with, and he talked about temperature there, and, like, he said, oh, you know, it's a pretty warm day, and they asked for the temperature. Said, negative 10, negative 20, like, oh, okay. And, 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 like, he'll, and, like, he had videos of him walk around and looking like he wearing, like, a, like, a little shirt, and I'm like, dude, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And you know me, you know, me and the other guy, we, we said, man, like that's normal. Yeah, it's normal for me because he's used to it. Yeah, so. Alberta and Edmonton, and but you have to understand, they're used to it be, from the simple fact that they can go inside, they can bundle up, they can put on layers of clothes, they mm -hmm. can turn on a heater, they can make themselves comfortable. These homeless people cannot. Canada takes care of their own, so let's let's be completely honest about that. When stuff like that starts to happen, when disasters like that starts to happen, everything opens up if there's anybody that is homeless, which is honestly rare, but it, but it, it's there. Like I said, some people do choose to be homeless. Well, they got free health care too, so you know. Right. 
They're going to move to Canada for real. <laughs> you know. Pick up the kids. Let's go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, hey, don't. My, hey, my job, I, I can go to New Brunswick. <laughs> don't play. <laughs> but, um. Hey, I can't even go. No, I need to relocate. <laughs> See, like, you got to ease with that. Me, personally, I don't have that. So, yeah. I mean, shoot. They, they hired it there. They just not hired in the U.S. <laughs> but, anyway. You know, they they take care of their own. They make sure that their own are taken care of when it comes to, you know, when it comes to things like that. When it comes to, you know, drastic weather, they are automatically at a call to action to help. If you're homeless, hey, come on. You have literally you have people literally that will own flats and, and stuff like that that'll let the homeless people stay in it if it's not rented out or if they have extra space in, in their home because a lot of them have basements. Um, in Canada, like the, the way the housing is set up is actually really, really cool. Um, a majority of them, you know, have basements and, you know, sub floors that they can allow people to stay in when the weather starts to get that way. And people will literally bring people that they do not know into their home to make sure that they're warm and they're safe and they have food. Because of the culture that Canada has, they generally don't worry about the things that we worry about here in America. Um, but trust and believe Canada is very known to bear arms. <laughs> they will protect themselves. Trust and believe that one. But as you know, that they are a peaceful country, they are very peaceful and they believe that everybody is equal and everybody should be afforded the same things. Canada is actually an amazing place, but for us to be, well, Chicago to be so close to Canada, <laughs> some of the homeless people should have probably just slept on the border. They may have, you know, got a place. Canada would have been like, hey, come on, you know, we, we got you. But it's, it's definitely sad to know that 87 churches, 87 churches in the community would not open their doors. That is sad. Because as I stated, they could have done a watch night. If they were concerned about anything being stole at the church, they could have done a watch night. But 10 out of 10, a lot of these churches and these mega churches have cameras anyway. So they're able to see everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, realistically, I know this is going to sound crazy, but if you're giving aid to these people, like the dang doors from outside, where they going to go? Check everybody coming in, check everybody going out. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many things that could have been done in the situation that was not done. And it, like I said, it is disheartening. But I'm still not surprised. Because again, you can't get mad at a tree for growing. This is what they've been known to do. They're going to do it. Or they, well, let me correct that. <laughs> they not going to do it. So hopefully this is an eye opener for a lot of people. And this is an eye opener for a lot of churches. If you have the resources and you have people that need it, provide it. It's just, it's just that. I can't say it's just that simple, but it's just that. It, it's some work that comes behind it. But guess what? Faith without work is dead. Put that action, just empty words. <laughs> exactly. Just so like you faith. can't say, oh, I'm going to pray for you laying on this ground and it's below 40 weather. That yeah. woman ain't going to wake up. I mean, just like Frederick Douglass said, he said he got to the point where he had to stop praying on his knees and start praying on his feet. Mm-hmm. So he got to the point though where he had to attain his own freedom. And that concept still remains. You have to do more than just sit here and pray, oh, I'm going to give it to God. No, that provides action. 
even though it did say only help those who help themselves. You can pray to me all you want, but until you help yourself, that's when the real uh, stuff, that's when real change start coming. Yeah. So pray all you want. If there's no action behind it, you just empty words that holds no weight. Yeah, so I'm definitely hoping that them 87 churches were not praying for those individuals that they decided to not dwell in the house of the Lord. I mean, they should have prayed and, and took action, in my opinion. But True indeed, true yeah. indeed. But again, you cannot get mad at a tree for growing. Exactly. It's doing yeah. what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. So, we will go ahead and end this podcast here, you guys. Do you have anything else? Nope, not at all. Not at all. But, yeah. I guess, you know, I guess we can't add something on there. Um... We're going to start doing like these blogs on the actual set date. Um, we're looking at probably doing like two blogs, you know, like two podcasts a week. Um, maybe. What do you think? Like two days a week? I mean, I was thinking along the lines of at least three. And if we had something random, we could kind of throw it in there. But yeah. You know, I mean, you know. you know, like even with the videos as well, we're going to do. So... How you want to run the day, unless you want to do it, do it like within a certain day, like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm-hmm. So, but anywho, well, we will be putting up more info on that as well. Um, it may show up in the podcast or it may show up in the video where we will ask come up with an actual set date. So that way we won't be just randomly just making videos on these days. Um, we probably still going to make random videos. Yeah, between, just even, so you know. yeah, probably so though. But you we know, want to give you some dedicated time so that you know when to come back and tune in. Opposed to just saying, oh, well, let me check if they, you know, put something out. You'll be able to say, okay, I know for a fact that they do, you know, the podcast on this day and this day. Um, and like I said, it may be some bonus podcasts in there from time to time. Yeah. I mean, even the bonus ones, it may not be as long as the ones that we're doing now, but it could be like some simple, you know. But all in all, though, we just want to like build that constant consistency. So stay tuned in with that and we'll give a up, like a, like further updates on that. And that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Well, agreed, agreed, agreed. So, I do hope that you all have a great night. If you are in Chicago, please bundle up. If you have an extra cup of soup, provide it to somebody that doesn't have it. Even if you have a cup of noodles, it's warm. And people may not have that. So, hopefully we can all come together as a community and, and really uplift and help one another that want to be helped. That is the key word to that. And um, I just hope the situation and everything else gets better. Yeah. All right. Good night. <laughs>